Hey everyone, welcome to America Unknown. We are so excited that you guys are with us tonight. Um, this is a brand new concept, brand new idea that kind of all started because of the person right next to me here. Uh, Jess Weber um, right. started doing a podcast and uh, he was having a lot of fun and going over and talking to all these people. He interviewed me and he's been doing it. We've been tossing around the idea of, hey, what could we do together? And uh, sure enough, we had no idea right. until an email came in and um, stated, I have some information I wanted to share to you. I got this, in, I deleted it the first time. Got another email saying, hey, I got some information I want to share with you. I then passed it over to Jess and said, hey, and Jess said, let's screw with this person. And uh, as we did, we started realizing that this person may be onto something, maybe truthful, might have some information. Jess, yeah. am I uh, telling the story properly? No, you are. And this guy sounds really interesting because he's actually kind of sounds like he could be telling us some current stuff that's going on in today's world. And he sounds like he knows his stuff. And it sounds like a lot of stuff that like he's been involved with the like CIA or FBI or I don't know what part of government, but he sounds like he knows his stuff. Yeah, so he, well, I guess we should bring him in and, and kind of give him a little rundown, have him tell us a little bit more about himself as much as he can so that we can kind of uh, reveal that to our, our audience and see if uh, they find interest in this. Yeah? All right, uh, let's, let's do, do it. Some, uh, technical know-how here. There All we right. go. Richard, are you there? I'm here. All right. So in this day and age where everybody's doing a podcast, we jumped on board and uh, you are the catalyst for that. We, uh, Jess and I were looking for a reason to do not just another podcast, but something that would be a little bit more sensational and exciting. And, and uh, ironically, the way that you came to be and this timing uh, just seemed to work out. So uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and uh, why you're here. Well, I'm not here to bring excitement. I'm sorry to disappoint you and Jess, but uh, I've been working in government, around government, for almost 40 years, and I think I have an interesting story to tell and a lot of insights that I've gleaned on the institutions, the bureaucracies, and really the secret history of the past 40 years. Well, well, Richard, why do you? Uh, why are we disguising him? Do, did we touch on that, Craig? Did, why are we? No, I, no, this was not my idea. Okay, yeah, Richard, why are we disguising you? Well, I still have friends that work all throughout government. Whistleblowers are not looked upon kindly, and I don't intend to be a whistleblower. I just want to be able to speak frankly without black helicopters coming and landing in my yard and disappearing me. So what is it? Why now? Why? What made you decide to, to share whatever it is you're going to share with us, which we've, well, we, we found somewhat fascinating. Uh, why is now the time? Well, to be honest, there's two reasons. One is I'm an old man and I have no legacy. I have no way to pass on a lot of the stuff that was passed to me by my grandfather. And also because I have been around long enough and I, I see the future. 
I, I see America in a position of weakness right now, and I want as many people as possible to, to understand what went wrong and what we need to change to make us a superpower, the true superpower in the world again. I mean, do you feel like that because uh, President Trump is in office? Is that why you're saying that? No. To be honest, presidents have very little as far as uh, figurehead. As you guys may imagine, the government, the bureaucracy, what some people refer to the deep state, it's a self-running machine. It doesn't matter who the figurehead is. Okay. Okay. So, um, but there's a lot of talk, I mean, just to tap on it. I mean, uh, Jess started bringing it up about this president and how he's doing things differently and how he is America first and trying to push our country. Uh, is that at all the direction that you think the country needs to go in order to become a dominant superpower once again? Have we let go of those reins and softened up and loosened too much over the years? No, I think we've lost focus on uh, national goals, national priorities. We're fighting over pennies when our bridges are crumbling, our crops have only 50 or 60 planting cycles less left before the land is bare, and China, Russia are waiting for us a way to be weak and there will pounce and they are outmaneuvering us in every corner of the globe. So you're saying this has been going on for decades? Oh, absolutely decades. In fact, it can, be traced, it can be traced to World War II. That's when this all started. And then how so? How, how did it all start because of World War II? Well, our government made a strategic decision at the time to welcome and integrate thousands of Nazis into our intelligence and military and scientific apparatus and really that became the original deep state. It's not a group of bureaucrats that are trying to undermine the president. It was essentially cult members that were put in charge of our nation's most sensitive secrets about weapons, medicine, physics, and they became this self-aggrandized, self-importance rot within our intelligence and military apparatus. Uh, Richard, are you talking about Operation Paperclip? Yes. Or, As I, I've mentioned this to you before, this was all under the guise of Operation Paperclip. 
This is okay. a real thing. Let me just stop you there because, uh, you know, I'm a host. I don't know as much as perhaps Jess does. I do investigate. I like to get the questions out and, and find things out. So for those that are watching and have no idea of Operation Paperclip, give me yeah. the uh, the two-minute Reader's Digest synopsis, if you could. Absolutely. So they were, look, the U.S. government, the Allied forces, were really focused on two things simultaneously. The Manhattan Project, obviously, there was a race to, to develop atomic weapons. But there was also a concern that the Nazi regime, the Third Reich, was making significant advances in physics, in rockets, in aviation medicine. And we understood there was an intelligence and scientific shortfall. Our military was tasked with finding and trying to recruit these scientists to bring them back to the United States. Once the war ended, a very important decision was made, and that was not to continue eastward and attack the Soviet Union. Rather, almost immediately after victory in Europe was declared, a stalemate was declared with Russia. And as you know, that developed into the Cold War. Right. But it became a race, a brain drain, if you will, to try and scoop up the top Nazi scientists and suck all of that research and technical expertise and integrate it back into the U.S. intelligence and defense community. Now, obviously, if you can put yourself back in 1945, there was zero appetite from the average American to welcome high-ranking Nazi war criminals into our institutions. So the OSS, the precursor to the CIA, and military intelligence made a very concerted effort to blur and hide this entire operation from uh, the American community, American politicians, uh, the American Congress, and keep this as secret as possible. So you're saying our government secretly brought over Nazis to be in amongst Americans and then were employed by our government secretly. Correct. And we're not talking about low-ranking guys. For example, one of the most infamous was uh, Dr. Schreiber. He was the Surgeon General of the Third Reich, directly responsible for supervising and evaluating thousands of experiments on Roma and Jews in concentration camps. I mean, just horrendous experiments. What was his name? Schreiber. S-C-H? 
R-E-B-E-R. R-E-B-E-R? Yes. Okay. And so uh, this, this doctor, along with many others, I mean, how many are we talking about? Well, officially, what the records will show is around 1,600. And to be honest, that number was almost double when you factor in backroom deals, off the books, visas, research aids, anyone that, that the Nazis thought would bring scientific or research value to their experiments. Richard, what are they working on here? I mean, just uh, were they just starting like making rockets? Is that why we wanted their research? It was everything. It was rockets. It was chemical weapons. It was biological weapons. Cloning? Not initially. Hmm. You have to understand that back then, very little was known about the structure of DNA. Uh, the technology just wasn't there yet. It actually came out of this group's research about 25 years later. Oh. This was, you may have heard of CRISPR, yeah. technology that's available to selectively edit genes and replace and modify humans, perhaps in real time. So all of this was born out of the original Nazi eugenics experience. So these, Nazis, these Nazis then were working for the U.S. government, living within the, and getting paid. Did they do the job the government requested? Were they there uh, working on our behalf and, and honoring like our country that they were just kind of going against not too long ago? Well, they saw it as a means to escape the Nuremberg trials. For them, it was a choice of be a scientist or be hanged for crimes against humanity. However, where I think we made an error was not fully diffusing these people enough. I mean, think about it. You have 3,000 Kool-Aid drinkers, Reich members, they were well aware of the evil of the Nazi regime. They participated in it on a daily basis. Without much thought as to integration, we just gave them some of the highest security clearances and access that our government gives, period. And they were only concerned about preying on their altar of research. It was about science. It was about pushing themselves. They brought us a lot of breakthroughs, but that evil that they brought with them became a cancer on our country. How so? Well, you've heard of the CIA MK Ultra experience. Mm hmm. Mind control? 
mind control. So believe it or not, this whole program actually was born out of Nazi enhanced interrogation and behavior modification research. Some of these experiments were done in Germany right after the war, and they became part of Project Bluebird and Artichoke, and eventually progressed to MKUltra. Okay, just, just to be clear, uh, because obviously we can't hear super clearly of your voice, what were those projects that you just mentioned? Bluebird. Bluebird? Bluebird and Artichoke. Artichoke and MK? MKUltra. MKUltra, MK yeah. That's it. Now, with the MK Ultra, they didn't the Nazis do that to their own people, like with fluoride or something like that? Is that a thing? To dumb down no. the population with fluoride? No. Ah. No. They so did what? spend a lot of time and research um, investigating some of the paranormal and the occult and thought projection. Quite honestly, that fluoride bullshit is an internet rumor. Really? Wow. It is. So what did this group do? They're, they're on our soil. They have access to our uh, highest security levels. Are they loyal to the United States? Are they building an underground network? Is that network still running the government today? Mm. You know, let's take that question in pieces. So they had their hands in almost every single significant scientific achievement and breakthrough since 1945. Uh, we could talk about this in our time, but Roswell, everyone knows about the, the, the mysterious crash at Roswell. That was actually a paperclip program on designing of flying discs that crashed and it was covered up by the weather balloon story. For years, aliens had taken the blame for this, but in reality, it's a Nazi program right in our backyard that was responsible for this. Wait, Richard, was the Nazis making flying saucers and then people would see them? Is that what you're saying? That it wasn't aliens, it was really just Nazis trying out their flying saucers? That's correct. Okay, wait a minute then. And let me, and, and it, these are all different segments that if you're willing to come on again, we'll explore deeper. But let me, especially Roswell, but let me say, are you saying there's aliens don't exist? No, but I'm saying Roswell had nothing to do with aliens. Okay, so aliens do exist, and you're willing to tell us about that another time? Well, we can get into that. Yes, the answer is yes. And we okay. can talk about that another time. Well, because okay. I want to go back. Let's go back to the rockets. And is this where they were? They were forming NASA, correct? So this was a precursor. So first of all, the main priority was 
developing or furthering the development of atomic weapons. Oh. It became an arms race against the Soviets. We had to have the biggest, the best, the most lethal. Everything really drove that research. So our advances in rocket technology, manned craft, stealth technology, all of this came out of Operation Paperclip. Okay. So, Jess, if you answered your question, I do want to get back to where he was saying whether or not they were loyal and are they still, were they building up their own government underground secretly yeah. and are they still in charge nowadays? Uh, so, so, as to building up their own government, the answer is no, not really. But every time I hear the word deep state, what I envision, what I know of deep state is really this very insulated and insular scientific community that works on cutting edge research to this day. They answer to no one, money is no object, and they essentially drive the direction of our country. They push it by pushing technology. So there is a deep state? Yes. But again, my definition, what my understanding of the deep state isn't some bureaucrat at the EPA. It's a completely unregulated scientific community that because of their clearances, because of their budget, because of their, their knowledge of our nation's history and how we achieved these technological advances, they answer to no one. And that is still, I mean, I, I doubt any are alive, but did their generations, is it still at all Nazi involved? Or is that what started from the Nazis and now moved into where we are now as this kind of deep state? And who's right. in charge? It became a self-perpetuating project. So imagine you bring over 3,000 of these scientists, somewhere in their 50s, 60s, but they are at the top of their field. So we, of course, can't let there be a brain drain when they die. So we are going out since the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way to this day, and finding the best and brightest students from all over the world and recruiting them into this program. Some know what they're getting into. Others are working for front companies or shell companies that they get exposed to groundbreaking thinking or advances in research that they were not exposed to at university, but it's really all being filtered from and back to this original paperclip. 
Who are they loyal to? Yeah. Well, they are loyal to the U.S. as an ideal, as a means to an end. Meaning they don't want to see the collapse of our government. They don't want to see the president fail or succeed. They just want to perpetuate their research and drive their technology for technology's sake. Which is the U.S. being number one? Correct. Who's funding them? How are they getting their money? Well, they've been getting their money from the U.S. government. They've been getting their money through shell companies. Uh, every time the Fed goes and prints a trillion dollars and the stock market goes up, they have investments that are off the books, so they get their returns just like a business would. I mean, this is money laundering on a massive scale. Is uh, And they have different agencies, right? Like DARPA or something like that? The so DARPA is the most well-known, but they're everywhere. They have offshoots in all of the branches of the military, CIA, DARPA. If you look at Lockheed Martin, BAE, there's Skunk Works, there's Raytheon, there's literally cells and projects all throughout the corporate and government sector that some are independent and others are just one slice of a larger project. Do they know that they're part of this bigger deep I would, state? I would think so. No, believe it or not, there's only a, a small number that understand what's going on. And those really are the people behind DARPA. And you have Didn't... to understand that, that DARPA got its start years ago. And look, let me give you an example. I'm going to tell you about an agency you've never heard of. And this was the U.S. Army Quartermaster Intelligence Agency. You said this, U.S. Army Quartermaster Intelligence Agency? Is that what you said? Yes, the QIA. Hmm. Now, this started... Uh, Really, the genesis of the late 50s, 60s is, is up and running. And their whole purpose was to go out and, one, gather intelligence about the logistics and scientific advances of other armed forces and foreign governments. Uh, but they also became experts in the procurement field, and that really was the genesis of the money laundering and procurement scheme to feed all of this research. Now, the QIA was eventually rolled into something else, another three-letter name, another three-letter name, and now I, I think it's under the National Ground Intelligence Center. Again, a very harmless-sounding branch of the military. No one would ever give it any attention. But 
in reality, it's a cover for multi-billion dollar procurement strings. Okay, and um, uh, so just to kind of bring this all in here. So some of these people that you were saying, for example, could be working at Lockheed Martin and um, they think they're working just for Lockheed Martin, but they're really uh, getting orders or tasked with a much bigger project, even though they might be working as a whole with the group or that whole group could be thinking they're working as a whole, but really they're working independently from everything else. Well, no, it, it's contracting, right? So we'll just say DARPA, for example. DARPA puts out a contract for Boeing that they want a, a radar reflective panel or coating, or perhaps they go to their chemical division and physical chemistry, and they ask for a material that can handle a certain uh, depth or uh, g-force and the contract will be fulfilled and the raw materials will be delivered to the lab and multiply that hundreds of times over and then the scientists under DARPA and the deep state will then assemble the final project. So no one in the civilian sector really has a clear grasp on which they're working. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're right. Are we running out of time? Yeah, he, uh, uh, Jeff Richard did tell us, uh, well, um, our audience, uh, in case you're wondering, he didn't really want to sit for more than 30 minutes at a time. He said there could be some exceptions here and there, but if we do this more often. Uh, so, okay, so we're coming up to that 30 minute mark uh, right now. Um, uh, but wait, with this DARPA, is, is, what about 5G? Is that something that uh, is harmful or is, is that part of DARPA, Craig? Or is, am I right on that? Or, we can talk about cell phones another time. I just, I want to go back, if I may, and, and just touch on uh, the Surgeon General, Walter Schrader. We talked about him all earlier, and I we got distracted on conversation. So just to, just to show you how powerful this cabal was, is, so he was actually outed at one point. Now he he went to the Soviet Union after World War II. He was supposedly a prisoner in, in Soviet Russia. He ends up back in American custody, working at uh, aviation medicine for the Air Force. And by chance, he gets outed. And it was a, a significant effort to get him removed from his post as a top aviation medicine researcher for the Air Force. And where he was, uh, guess where he went? Here. No. So one of the... One of the things that 
may or may not be aware of is there was a significant Nazi community in Argentina. Word. There's villages in Argentina that are literally filled with blonde hair, blue eyed Nordic slash huge. So we but, kick him out of the country and we just send him to one of our sister research stations in Argentina. He never left the program. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 hang on. Argentina? The reason they went to Argentina had to do with something of the United States? Yes. Wait, Richard, it was, did, did Hitler make it out of Germany and go to Argentina? No, Hitler died in the bunker. Mm. Wow. Okay. You're going to have questions for us, I know. So if you do... Feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, let us know what you think of this. Let us know if you've got a question for Richard. Uh, we're about to let him go. So um, if your mind is just like, this is just the tip of the iceberg, that's what I feel, Jess. Yeah. Um, it's so if you'll come back, uh, we could go a little more uh, deeper into this, uh, Richard, if you don't mind. And then I do want to touch on what Jess said because there is a big thing going on nowadays about 5G, and uh, you talked earlier about our country, uh, this this deep state, so to speak, uh, wants the country to be great. Well, I don't think it can be uh, if uh, China, which China, which is trying to get into our country through 5G, is that that's what I'm hearing? Is that what is is uh, is on the tea leaves? Well, there's. There's a lot of issues that we need to dissect. China, we could spend two hours just talking about China and the way that they are, are crushing it on the global stage right now. We can talk about, oh yes, we can talk about cell phones, we can talk about 5G, but you have to understand that there's really no magic layer to our society. It's not the deep state controls everything, the U.S. government controls everything. If you think of it as like a, a massive Venn diagram with massive sectors that are competing for a slice of the pie, cell phone companies, they, yes, well, we can talk about this, but, but basically cell phone companies Corporate America is generally in it for corporate America. They want to turn your phone into a commodity. They want to turn you into a commodity. That is a completely insular subject from China and 5G. Now, we can talk about how China tries to do some of the their, their subversion and intellectual property theft under the guise of Hawaii. But I think that's best for another, another day. Okay. okay. Uh, well, on that note, then, uh, we, will, we will have you back. We'll figure this out. Um, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for your time today, and uh, we'll look to speak with you again. Yeah, Thank Richard. I'll, uh, I'll email you, Richard, and uh, we'll set it up. Thanks. Thanks, Jess.
Yep. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what to say. I know. I think we should do like a, a whole series with him if he's done. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting because uh, there's a, I mean, look, and everybody's talking now. Uh, you guys got to let us know if you, if you think this is worth going because if he know talking about the deeper state or the deep state and that this really is, uh, is going here and they're involved in a lot of different things, a lot of different government things, but then, then also piqued my interest about what he has to say about China, which is obviously big in the news today. And about how this country has to get on track, that we're so off track, which yeah. is something you've been saying for years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really want to dig into more about DARPA and uh, the all the experiments that they've been doing for all these years, like cloning and weather manipulation and stuff like that. And then now I guess he knows about all about the 5G. I want to know if that's going to fry our brains out or what. Yeah, I am concerned about 5G. A lot of people are concerned about 5g and there's yeah. different competitors and companies come and trying to get in so yeah i mean it seems like he knows about the deeper state and then there is a deep state maybe that deep state is spawned off from that deeper deeper state or whatever the the deep it's deep state we're gonna have to keep digging at him and uh continue to see how much information he's got uh nonetheless it was certainly entertaining and yeah. uh exciting to chat with you and and him tonight yeah. so hopefully you guys thought the same please let us know in the comments uh send us a dm um yeah we appreciate you being here all right check us out at america unknown